more welcome. Amen. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Come on, don't stop now. Come on, don't stop now. I don't know about you, but the glory of the Lord is in the house. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Man, this is a men's discipleship. Amen. If you don't know if you're a man, go look in the back in the restroom. Find out. But this is a men's discipleship tonight. I believe God's going to do a powerful move tonight. I, could, I feel the ground shaking in this place, man. I feel the Holy Ghost up in this house, man. Man, there ain't nothing like a bunch of men that have been set free. Coming in one place, under one banner, lifting up the name of Jesus. There ain't nothing more powerful than when you get the men of God. The men, the men that carry the authority of God coming together in the house of God. Man, there's power in here. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And because it's from Jesus, amen? Praise the Lord. Get your Bible, if you have your Bible with you tonight. And we're going to get right into it. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Amen. Beautiful church. Amen. Pastor Edgy and, and, and the church here in Living Word Inland Empire, man, they are blessed. Praise God. This is beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just going to wait in line to get mines. Can I hear an amen? I just got to stay in line. And I don't know my blessings coming. Amen. And don't get weird. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't get weird. Say, tell them your blessings coming. If you don't get weird. If you get weird. You ain't got nothing coming. Amen. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one. And I'll be reading down to verse seven. And I'm going to talk a little bit tonight about accountability. Because how many know that we're talking about taking a nation for Jesus, taking cities for God and, and just, you know, taking over. Man, we got to have accountability. Amen. Second Timothy two, one through seven. The Bible says, you then, my son. How many sons do we have there tonight? Okay, maybe about 70. The other ones, you ain't sons? You're a son of a gun, okay? How many sons do we have in the house tonight? Come on. So he's talking to us. Amen. You then, my sons, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarity, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown expecting by competing according to the rules everybody say there's rules the hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crop verse 7 now timothy paul tells timothy reflect on what i'm saying for the lord will give you insight into all this let's pray father we thank you tonight for your presence that is in this house i thank you for all these men that you have gathered from from different parts of the county and in this place, California, God. 
I pray, God, that tonight that you would be lifted up in this house. I pray that you would stir every heart in such a way, God, that, that, that we would, Lord, run with the vision you have given us, God, that we would pursue our destiny like never before, God. Lord, we are getting ready to dream and, and great dreams that you're going to impart upon your people, upon your church. But, Lord, we know we need accountability, God, to, so we can move in order and move together as one unit, God. I thank you tonight for what you're going to do, God, among these men, God. Tonight you're going to separate men. You're going to speak to men, God. You're going to empower men, God. You're going to, Lord, pour grace and more grace into men that are here tonight. I pray, God, for breakthrough and for a greater understanding of what you called us to, Father. Father, for those that are confused tonight, God, I pray that you would just remove that confusion out of their life. For that is not of you, God. Give them peace and understanding tonight, Father. We thank you for what you're going to do, God. And tonight we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And in Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. And here we find the Apostle Paul writing to his son of the faith, Timothy. And you need to really understand what's taking place here. Timothy, he was, the brother was doing time. Man, he was busted. But he wasn't disgusted like we used to be when we got busted. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Paul was busted for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was there in prison in Rome waiting to be executed. Paul got wind that, that his disciple or his son in the faith, Timothy, was having some problems in the church of Ephesus. There were some men that were trying to rise up, men that were trying to divert the, the, the call that God had on Timothy. Timothy got a timid a little bit and he got discouraged and he began to shrink back paul uh, being his spiritual father he began to instruct him he began to impart wisdom unto this young man this man that has been entrusted with the church and that's when he begins and say you then my son you got to be a son first thing about accountability you need to understand you need to be a son before you can be accountable you got to be a son there's so many men that are in the church today that are fatherless. And the problem is that there's not a father because there's a father in the house. There's a spiritual father that is present there. It's just the son is not willing to be a son. For whatever reason it may be, maybe you've been hurt in the past. Maybe you got hurt at another ministry. You got your feelings hurt. Hello, somebody. Boo-hoo, you know, you know, whatever, cry later. Whatever may have happened, whatever reason that you have, but it's unvalid. It's not valid in the kingdom of God. God has called us to line ourselves up with the spiritual authority to, of the man of God in the house and come on there and to be accountable. There needs to be accountability if we're going to take cities. There needs to be accountability if we're going to move together in one unit. There needs to be accountability if we're going to go forth and we're going to dream like never before. And then when we, the dream begins to materialize, we could all move together in one mind and one accord, accomplishing all that God has for our life. Without accountability, we're just everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's just doing their own thing. Everybody going, you, you know, their own way. How many remember that F troop? It's like F troop. Everybody's reporting for duty, but they don't know what the heck they're doing accountability we need to have accountability paul was instructing his son timothy and he said you then my son because timothy was a son my question to you tonight are you a son are you a son where your planet where god has you are you a son 
Are you still a bastard? That's not a cuss word. That's a fatherless son. We know what it is to be a bastard. But God is calling us to be sons tonight. Forget what the world says. Forget what your tia Cuca says. You know, mijo, you can't be doing that. They're not your father. They don't know what's up. Stop listening to all them other voices. Oh, they're just trying to control you. That's a bunch of lies from the enemy. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Man, the best decision I ever made was to come into the house of God and yield to the authority and yield to my pastor and submit as a son. That was the greatest, greatest decision I ever made in my life. It was the best thing. That's how I got to where I'm at right now because a son receives an inheritance. They receive it. If you feel you ain't got no inheritance, maybe because check yourself, you ain't a son. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men. See, Paul knew Timothy was a son. But Paul was trying to direct Timothy to look for some sons in his church within himself. Because when he said there, with many witnesses and trust to reliable men, that word reliable, it's another word for accountability, accountable. Because accountable means expected or required to give an account for one actions. Answerable. Many times we don't want to answer to anybody. Accountability means, but yes, you've got to be answerable unto the authority that's over you. And it means responsible, and it means reliable. So Paul was instructing Timothy to begin to forget about them, then the naysayers that were in the church, those who were trying to stir things up. He told them, don't, don't, that's a distraction. Look for some reliable men, some men that understand the importance of accountability. Some men that has, are trustworthy. Some men that are reliable, that are responsible, that are required, that, that don't have a problem giving account for their actions. Men that are answerable when you ask them, some, but ask them something. Some men today, you can't, you can't even ask them. You know, I know in Chino Hills, probably not at your church, but in Chino Hills, sometimes they miss church, some of the men. And I tell them, just give me a call if you can't make it. I'm not saying anything about missing church. But man, I tell them, just give me a call if you're not going to make it. That way we can know you're okay. And man, they can't even do that. But calling Sancha, hello somebody. Oh, let me follow up on her, Pastor. Let me, let me do follow up on her. Yeah, you want to follow up on all the women? You can't even ask them to be accountable. So that's just babies, the baby steps. You know, they're not even saying anything about where were you at? How come you weren't in church? But so many, many men today are so emotional, man. They're so emotional. They're, you can't say nothing to them. They're going to have a meltdown. They need to get some time out and get time away. They need some counseling because you're too hard on them. Sissified saints, man. But in the world, you were, orale, homie, I'm down. No, you weren't down for nothing, man. You weren't in your mind, right mind. That's why you act stupid. You get in your right mind, and all of a sudden, man, you, you turn sissified. And then anybody, nobody can tell you nothing. You can't be talked to like a man. And then you say, talk to me like a man. And then I say, well, start acting like a man, and I'll talk to you like a man. 
You act like a kid. I'll talk to you like a kid. Accountable. I'm talking about being accountable. We want ministry. We want, you know, we want to be used by God. We want, you know, we want, uh, uh, you know, be, you know, plant a church and we want a pastor and we, we want to preach and we, we want to do all these things, but yet we can't do the first things, which is accountability. That's putting the carriage before the horse. You ain't going to get anywhere. We got to learn to be accountable. Paul understood that. Paul understood the ministry and, and the importance of accountability. Paul was accountable to Barnabas. When Paul came in and came under the covering of Barnabas, Barnabas was the only one that stepped out and pulled Paul in. Paul was accountable to him. Jesus was accountable to God the Father. There has to be accountability. Paul says, And then the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. See, what happens... When you have accountability, when you have accountability, you get qualified to teach others. When you're, accounta- when you're accountable, it qualifies you. When you're not accountable, you're unqualified. And you're functioning in a position that you don't belong there because you're not qualified. But when you have accountability and you have learned how to yield, you learn how to submit under authority and to follow because a good leader is a good follower. When you learn how to follow, and when you've learned how to, to, to come under, when you learn how to be accountable, the Bible says that then you will be able to be qualified to teach others. In other words, now you have authority because you come in under accountability. And now you have authority to teach. And I'm not talking about teaching behind the pulpit. I'm talking about teaching the men in the church and discipleship. Paul is all, the whole thing he's talking about here is discipleship. It's discipleship, discipling men. And Paul was, man, he was an awesome discipler. It's about discipleship. Then you get qualified. Many times you, people that are, that are not accountable, they try to, they try to disciple. Nobody's going to listen to you because they see what you do. <clears throat> and then you're going to just reproduce yourself. You don't, you don't reproduce what you say, you reproduce what you are. And my question to you, who are you? Are you accountable? You got to be accountable. When you're accountable, then you're qualified to teach others. And at the same time, then Paul goes on to say, join with me in suffering. People that are accountable learn how to suffer. People don't want to be accountable because you got to suffer. Now I got to pay a price. Now I got to be there all the time. I got to be early for prayer. I got to do this. And you don't want to pay a price. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to sacrifice. A lot of times people don't want to be accountable because it's going to require a sacrifice. You'd rather take the easy route. Just show up later when the food comes. Man, I smell some food when I got here. Can I hear an amen, somebody? <clears throat> But people will show up 10 minutes till the end of the service just for the food. And say, I was there. But I was there. No, you weren't there. Your flesh was there. Your flesh came to eat. Your spirit, I don't know where it's at. <clears throat> How many know what I'm talking about? See, Paul said, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Because accountability is going to require some suffering. 
You're going to have to do things you don't feel like doing. Turn to your neighbor and say, yeah, he's talking to you. Nobody wants to suffer nowadays. Everybody wants it easy. Everybody wants the easy route. And they see some of the pastors that are up there. And they see because this pastor has been doing it for years. And they see it like that. And they think ministry is like that. But you don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see all the blood, sweat, and tears that your pastor has been through. And they're still going through. You don't see the trials. You don't see the hits that we take. That the hits that hit us first. And then the little BB that hit you and it almost knocks you out. <clears throat> it wasn't even a BB. It, was a, it passed your way and the wind of it knocked you out. <clears throat> but then you want to be on the same level. When you ain't fighting the same devils. The only one you're fighting is your wife. Because she won't let you do anything. Oh, my God. I didn't know I was preaching tonight. I just found out a little while ago, so I'm just speaking crazy from my heart. See, we need to understand joy with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We got to understand that accountability goes hand in hand with sacrifice. That you got to learn to sacrifice now. You got to sacrifice now. You got to sow now. You got to sacrifice now. I look at my pastor, he sacrificed years ago, even before I got there. That's why he's blessed. That's why God has given him good men. That's why God is blessing the ministry. That's why there's an anointing in the house that we enjoy. It's not because you're here. It's not because the great way you sing or how anointed. You ain't got no anointing. The anointing's in the house. It's because of sacrifice that went before you. And the church today wants to write off the sacrifice that was given yesterday. We need to understand we got to begin to sacrifice. You want a blessing in your life? You want to see miracles? You want God to move in your marriage? You want God to move in your home? You want God to move in your life? You got to learn how to sacrifice. <clears throat> Any preacher will tell you that's successful. You got to learn to sacrifice. But nobody wants to sacrifice now. Everybody wants the blessing. You just want to kick it into blessing mode. You want to bypass sacrifice. And thinking, I, I got a better way. I'm smarter than that. I don't got to suffer. Yeah, right. You're really going to suffer. That's a knucklehead, man. <clears throat> we got to understand. That's why Paul said, he told Timothy again, once again. Timothy knew about, suffer, about suffering and about sacrifice. But then he tells Timothy again, join me in suffering again, Timothy. Because after you suffered and after you sacrificed and you go through a season, guess what? Then you got to do it again. Like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Also in accountability, you got to learn how to please the commanding officer, which is Jesus Christ. And then God has his generals in there. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Now, it's okay. It's okay. People get weird, man. They say, I'm not serving God. I'm, serving, I'm not serving man. I'm serving God. Oh, yeah? When was the last time you talked to him and he told you to do something? I, 
I serve the Lord. He's the one that gave his life through his son Jesus Christ for, for me that I don't deserve it. The way I serve God is I serve my pastor. And I serve the ministry and I serve the people of God. It's shown by serving. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown by, except by competing according to the rules. There's rules. Accountability has rules. We need to understand that. There's rules, there's guidelines, there's boundaries. <clears throat> there's boundaries as being accountable. Just because you're accountable doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. There's rules, there's boundaries that we got to live, there's guidelines. And a lot of it is common sense. But sometimes a lot of us don't have common sense. Because our ego gets in our way, our big head, our ET looking head, man. Gets in the way. But there's rules that we have to follow. There's rules. See, a lot of times we don't follow rules because, because we, we, we're so used to scheming. See, a schemer doesn't follow rules. A schemer schemes. And he looks how a way to get around the rules. And to get around them. I don't, they did that, but I don't have to do that. Oh, they're accountable. Well, check the, how I'm going to do it. I'm slick. Yeah, you're slick and slimy. You need to slide your way back into that home, man. But we got to, there's rules. See, in Psalms chapter 10, verse 4, it says, In all his scheming, the wicked arrogantly thinks there is no accountability since God does not exist. In other words, God is not in the picture. It's just you and man. And you're working the system as a man. And looking at your pastor or your leader as just a man. You're all in the flesh. God is not even in it. The Bible says that we're wicked. Because we're scheming. Thinking there's no accountability. Take a breath. You're going to be okay. <coughs> then the Bible goes on to say, verse 6, the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of his crops. <coughs> He's talking about accountability. I don't know if you caught it when I came in here. Man, this is a beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah. Pastor Edge, you're blessed, man. And, and I, know, I know you went through a lot. I know you went through a lot, a lot of blessed, sweat, and tears to get where you're at right now. <clears throat> and God has blessed them. And this is just the beginning. But the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive the crop. And then those that are accountable. I don't know if you caught it when I came in. I said, man, there's a blessings are falling. I said, I'm, I'm going to stay in line. I'm going to stay in line and I'm not going to get weird. Because then I'm going to get mine. I'm staying in line. Do you understand what I'm saying? We got to remain in position to be blessed in accountability. Then we got to remain in line. I see my pastor, Pastor Ruben, he gets blessed. 
I rejoice in His blessing, but also in my heart I know, oh, it's coming to me too. Cause, why? Because I'm a son. Because I'm a son. Just like the, it talks about in Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together. It's the dwelling together of accountability, of flowing together, the oneness of unity. How good and pleasant it is. There, the Bible says that God bestows a blessing. That word bestows means commands a blessing. God doesn't have a choice but to bless it. But it begins on the head. The top of Aaron's head. And it runs down. The headship. God is a God of order. Everything he does is in order. Stay in your position. Stay where God has you. Stay submissive and accountable. And remain and labor and do the the work in love. And and do what God's called you to do. And sacrifice and labor and give of yourself. And and invest and sow into the thing. And remain there. And it will come in due season. It will come into your home, into your life. It will come into your ministry. There ain't no other way it's going to come. Unless you scheme your way. The schemer gots to die. <coughs> Can I hear an amen, somebody? The hard worker farmer should be the first to receive the crop, to the share of the crop. Then I love it the way Paul closes when he's talking to Timothy, just in this content right here in this chapter. He, he said, reflect on what I'm saying, Timothy. In other words, think about it. A son that is accountable, when your spiritual father says to do something, then think about it. You take it seriously. Timothy thought about it. Paul told him, reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. In other words, not everybody sees it. Not everybody sees it. Not everybody sees it. We, can, we have two, three hundred men here tonight. You'll be surprised how many men are scratching their head right now and say, what the heck is this dude talking about? What the heck is he talking about? Why don't he go back to Chino Hills where he came from? That's, and it's not Cochino Hills, it's Chino Hills. See, not everybody's going to get it. But Paul's heart was that everybody would get it. I believe the Lord's heart is that everybody gets it. Why don't everybody get it? Is it because of selective individuals? No, God, God, is, God, is, not, God is not like that. God is, you know, he's an equal employment opportunity. Can I hear an amen, somebody? He don't care what color you are. He don't care what rock you crawled out of. He don't care if you got three teeth in your mouth. He, he don't care if you got three pillows on your hair right here and you, and you go to the barber to get a trim. <laughs> Take a little off the top. <laughs> off the top. Top of what? God don't care if you ain't got no education. God don't care where you've been or what you've done. God's not a... So, so... So in, in saying that, that God, the Lord will give you insight, many, not everybody get it. It's because we just don't get it. The opportunity is there. All of us have the same opportunity. All of us have the same opportunity to serve the Lord, to move in the greatness that God has for us, to be blessed, and, and, and not only that, but to dream again and to accomplish great things. Because uh, there's already in us. Greatness is already in us. 
but people don't have the inside just because they just don't get it. Why don't people get it? Because they don't pray. You're trying to figure it out in the flesh. Something that has been imparted into you spiritually. You're trying to figure it out by your natural sight, by watching the way everything goes. I know how we are sometimes. I got a Manchino Hill that come in. They think they're still in the pinta. Oh, I see how it works, eh? Yeah, I do that, and I do that, and I do that, and I, you know, I get a cup of coffee. <laughs> and, and you're all in the flesh. It's all natural and natural-minded. You're there looking at everything and seeing how everything works, and then you just go around acting like you're, you're doing what everybody else is doing, but not, the heart is not there. And you're doing it in the flesh. You're not... It's not in the spirit. You're not into prayer. You're, you're, not, you're not being broken. You're not allowing God to do his part in you. See, God got to work inside of you first. You can't be accountable unless God hasn't broke you yet. Unless you haven't humbled yourself in the presence of the Lord. You can't be accountable on the, on the arm of the flesh. You'll miss it. You might be able to go through the motions. You might become a yes man and do all that. But when it comes down to it, there's no substance in you. There's no character in you. And you ain't going to last. You're going to be like a firecracker. Make a lot of noise and go up. Boom. Where did he go? Where did he go? Oh, he was saying all kinds of good stuff. It sounded good what he was saying, man. Well, I thought that guy was on his way to being a pastor and everything. But he was more of a pastor. They don't get it. They don't have insight because they're not looking at it spiritually. I could see some of you here tonight, you're not looking at anything I'm saying spiritually. You got that weird look on your face. <laughs> looking at me like I'm a chicken wing. <laughs> Waiting to put some barbecue sauce on me. <laughs> People don't have insight because they're not praying. They're not praying. And they have no hunger for the things of God. They have no hunger. They have no appetite. They have no hunger. And they're not letting God work inside of them. They're not letting God break you. And as he breaks you, then he breaks down walls in you. And that's a hard process. That's a process. Then when you go through that, then accountability comes naturally. It's not hard. It's not something that you got to be forced. The Holy Ghost don't have to jam you up against the wall. You're going to be accountable. Nobody's touching you. It's the Holy Ghost. No. The Holy Ghost will come. It's a gentle spirit. And then you yield to it. You submit to it. Then you have no problem submitting to the man of God. Why? Because the spirit of God rests on them. And you see it. It's evident. And you see it. Then you just submit to that. I believe I trust that tonight, man, that many of you here tonight would, would have insight, man, to accountability and to what it means and, and what it represents. It's the best thing you could do for your life is become accountable. Because accountability, I didn't even get into the thing. Accountability, the benefits of accountability, it brings protection. It brings a covering. It covers you. Oh, Okay. It brings, uh, it brings a covering. Accountability brings a covering. It brings protection. We're protected. 
That way, when I'm, when I'm doing what I'm doing, my pastor knows what I'm doing. And I have a covering. I'm, I'm protected. There's a covering. That We need a covering. Yeah, you know, there ain't no long rangers in, in Christianity, man. You know, even Tonto had the long, you know. Oh, the long ranger had Tonto. That was your long ranger's partner. <laughs> what are you doing here? You left them alone. There ain't no lone rangers in Christianity. You got to be accountable to somebody. But when you're accountable to the man of God and to the authority of God on them, there's a protection. There's a protection, man. It feels good. The covering. And I can't put words to it. It comes spiritually. That you're covered, man. You're covered. And it feels good. Because you belong. That covering brings a sense of belonging. And it's a protection. I belong. I belong, man. Like 16 years ago when I came to Living Word there with my pastor. Man, I felt the covering real fast. And I said, this is where I want to be. Even though I was all jacked up and beat up and messed up. My eyes were one going that way and one going this way. <laughs> pastor Edgy remembers. He told me, look at me when you're talking to me. <laughs> but I had enough sense. Back to that, had enough sense. I had sense that I needed a covering, that I needed to be accountable somewhere. And I knew that that was the Lord because the presence of God was all in the building. The presence of God was all over my pastor. And I knew it, man. And I submitted to the presence of God in in the house and the authority of the house. And it brought a covering. And with the covering, God was able to restore me because I was covered now. Now God was able to restore me. God was able to work in me. God was able to, once again, build me up again. I needed that covering. Benefits of accountability, it brings protection and it brings authority. You can't be in authority if you're not under authority. Last discipleship, Pastor, Pastor Edgy hit good on that, on authority. That's why you can't teach. That's why Paul was telling Timothy to trust into reliable men who are accountable, who are qualified to teach others. The, quali- the qualifications, because of the qualifications, it brought him in a position of authority. I'm qualified because I have account- I'm accountable to my pastor. Now I'm qualified, and now there's an authority on me to do what needs to be done. Oh, come. See? All you other guys lost it. You're thinking about the food after. The benefits, accountability, protection, a covering, it brings authority. Then you walk in authority. There's an authority on your life. Your words have weight. You have words because the guys see you and they're t- you're telling them, but they see you being accountable to your leader. Then they're going to submit to you. They're going to submit to your authority because you're submitting to your authority. Protection. It brings another benefit. Protection, authority, and uh, the benefits, accountability. And I'm going to finish with this one. It brings an inheritance. An inheritance, baby. It's worth it. It's worth it. At the end of the day, man, I thank God, man, I had enough sense to to do what I had to do. And I'm still not over. I'm I'm accountable. I'm believing God for more. But the blessing of God is there. 
in our church because of what's happening in Buena Park. We're just an extension of what God is doing through my pastor and the authority that's been my, uh, invested in my life because of accountability. And now I've been placed in Chino Hills. The same accountability I have with my pastor and the authority of my life is now being poured into there in Chino Hills. And in Chino Hills, we're getting ready to celebrate 10 years, 10 years of ministry, 10 years of laboring, 10 years of sacrificing, 10 years of believing God. And God is faithful and things are happening. We've been there 10 years. We planted three churches. We're getting ready to plant two more churches. Because why? Because God moves through accountability. God moves through reliable people. God moves. There's an order there. There's an order there. And it's just begun. I can feel it. I feel my best days are up ahead. I don't know about you, but next year we're going to get ready to dream. I've already been dreaming. And I'm not dreaming small. I'm dreaming big. Because the God that we serve is a big God. He's not a little God. He's looking for some men that would dream big for the glory of God. That would rise up and say, here I am, God. Do what you want. Let's do this. We serve a big God. We're getting ready. I don't know about you, but the waters are being stirred. There's something that is happening in the spirit. We didn't go through all this hell for nothing. God is getting ready to pour his glory in greater ways in this ministry. Come on. Stay in line. Yes. Stay accountable. And remain where you're supposed to be. And you're going to see God's glory. Let's stand to our feet this morning or this evening. Come on, give God a big hand clap as we welcome Pastor Edgy Gallegos.